Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. A hundred and forty years ago, outlaw Jesse James was at the peak of his powers. Terrorizing bank tellers, train conductors, and stealing from unsuspecting victims across the rugged plains of the Midwest. Legend has it, one particular golden treasure is still waiting to be recovered. And I'm hot on the trail of newly found evidence. Looking for symbols in here. Look at this. What do you got? I don't know. Seriously, what the fuck is this? It's a bar. A bar of what? My name is Josh Gates. With a degree in archaeology and a passion for exploration, I have a tendency to end up in some very strange situations. There has got to be a better way to make a living. My travels have taken me to the ends of the earth as I investigate the greatest legends in history. We're good to fly. Let's go. This is Expedition Unknown. Quick. When I say the name Jesse James, what's the very first image that comes to mind? A sympathetic Robin Hood, maybe a cold-blooded killer, Brad Pitt. Well, one title is undeniable, robber. The year is 1875. Jesse James and his gang are riding south of the border where they ambush a detail of Mexican guardsmen transporting 18 burros saddled with millions of dollars worth of gold bullion. They lead the mules over the Rio Grande and into Texas and the lawless territories beyond. But when they finally reach the Wichita Mountains of Oklahoma, a fierce winter blizzard stops them in their tracks. James decides to bury the stolen treasure and then leaves two clues to help him return to the site. First, he nails a burrow shoe to a nearby cottonwood tree. Then, he unloads six rounds from his revolver into a second tree. In seven years, James will be assassinated by a member of his own gang. The gold unclaimed, its location lost to history. It's a great story, but is it true? 
Shockingly, new breaks in the case have many convinced that the treasure is not only real, but on the cusp of being discovered. Recently, a couple in Northern California found $11 million worth of gold coins buried in their own backyard. New evidence suggests the loot is connected to James, and one expert claims he has the proof where the rest is buried. And just recently, new technology has decoded a cryptic treasure map that may lead high-tech hunters straight to the riches. My goal? To separate fact from fantasy. To do that, I'll try to understand something of the nature of this American outlaw by walking a mile in the boots of Jesse James. Wheels down Kansas City, Missouri, not Missouri as I've been mispronouncing it for the last three decades. In the early 1800s, this was one of the most bitterly divided states on the issue of slavery. Within its simmering borders were northern sympathizers, southern-aligned slaveholders like the Jesse James family, and, along the western edge, the undefined territories of the West. This was the edge of America, and a violent and chaotic nursery for a boy named Jesse James. Today, Kansas City is the heart of the American Midwest, famous for its signature jazz and blues, ornate fountains, 212 and counting, and some of the best barbecue on the planet. And since it's never advisable to treasure hunt on an empty stomach, I'm stopping off for a quick bite to eat at a joint that's got my name written all over it. For the next hour, I'm just gonna sit here and eat this plate of ribs. That's the whole show. Having had my first taste of Kansas City, it's clear that I'm a little out of place in my safari duds. So before I split town to go treasure hunting, I'm stopping by a local Western store to gear up for the wild ride ahead. Understated, subtle. Judging by some of the items for sale, it's hard to know whether Jesse James is a reviled villain or an old West rock star. Down to business. If I'm gonna get inside the mind of Jesse James, I'm gonna have to dress the part. I think this is as close to the Old West as I'm gonna get. What do you want? I'm from Boston. To track James and his buried treasure, I'm first heading 25 miles northeast to Kearney, Missouri, where, amidst the rolling hills, still stands a small farmhouse where an American icon was born. I'm meeting with Mark Lee Gardner, historian and author of several best-selling books on Jesse James. Hey, welcome to the James Farm. Thank you so much. So, this is it? This is it. Let's go in. Are you kidding me? I can't wait to see it. This is where little baby Jesse James came into the world. I'm sure he was cute at first. But something drove him to a life of crime. You know, I'm trying to understand the man. What do you think really shaped him from sure. an early age? Well, he loses his father at the age of three. His father goes off to the gold fields of California, dies of a disease there. That makes a single mom. She's strongly Southern partisan. She's a slave owner, and she had a dramatic influence, I think, on his personality and his beliefs. He also has his older brother, Frank. Frank is the first one to go off and fight in the Civil War. Jesse was 14 years old when the nation exploded into Civil War. Here in divided Missouri, the fighting was literally farm against farm, and the James were passionate Confederates. Jesse, as a teenager, he sees his stepfather strung up to a tree near the house here. Not only does he see that, but the, these soldiers also whip Jesse brutally, trying to get him to tell information on his own brother. His entire life, in a way, 
is based on revenge and getting back at what was taken from him or what was done to him and his family. So when you really look at this farmhouse and what happened here and, and the way he was raised, it starts to feel like there isn't a lot of choice for him. No. We're obviously interested in this idea that Jesse and his gang buried treasure in the hills of right. Oklahoma. There's many versions of that story and there's mm -hmm. many different accounts that they did that. Do you think there's gold up in them, their hills, as it were? There's lots of legends out there, but does it seem logical? You know, is this something that could have happened? Or is there an associate that's credible with Jesse uh, that you can trace that story to? And if they are, well then, you know, maybe you've got something. Since there aren't many authoritative accounts of the robbery, before I go looking for the treasure, I'll need to test the individual elements of the story to see if they stand up to closer scrutiny. I'm going to start with the purported clues left behind by James to mark the location of the treasure. To do that, I'm heading to a shooting range named after who else? According to the legend, James shot six rounds from his Schofield revolver into a cottonwood tree to mark the location of the buried gold. I'm going to find out if that's a clue worth following with the help of a group of Old West gun experts. Hello. Hello. Hey there. Nice to meet you guys. I have to ask about the wardrobe. Well, in trying to keep with the spirit of the game, we all kind of dress the period. I just picked up the hat and shirt, but I now feel totally outdone. You are dressed kind of funny. I do have boots. Is that helping? That's, that's better. Right yeah. All right, that's buying me a little bit of, of leeway here. Well, you know, I'm obviously interested in Jesse James. This is a guy who's really become an American icon. What do you think it is about James that fascinates people, you know, 150 years later? I think the whole Robin Hood mythology robbing from the wealthy and giving back to the people who'd been put upon here on the border. He, he was a, a bank of, robber. I mean, psychopath. he did a lot of bad stuff. Yeah, psychopath. I mean, yes. he, There's two people buried just a quarter mile away from my house in a cemetery that he killed the same day. He was, of kind of, he was kind of a mixture of, of, of uh, the good and the bad. Yeah. Even today, people are divided on Jesse's place in history. Speaking of history, I'm eager to find out if six shots from a 19th century Schofield will leave bullet holes that are clear enough to track a hundred years later. There you go. So this is the Schofield. Yes, it is. We know this model gun was, was a favorite of James, right? Yes, yes. You know, according to this legend, Jesse fired six shots into the side of a cottonwood. So let's see if this gun and these bullets do any damage to it. Here we go. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. 
What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. At the tail end of winter in 1876, legend has it that American outlaw Jesse James emptied six rounds from a Schofield revolver into a cottonwood tree to mark the location of stolen Mexican gold. I'm about to do the same and find out if this clue could lead me to the missing loot. Here we go. Well, it definitely left some marks. No question about that but it's not exactly blowing the tree apart. That's true. It basically absorbs the slug, it leaves a small entry hole, and that's it. Right, so this could have been a clue, I suppose, back in the day when he did it. It would have been a discreet clue. I mean, you well, wouldn't In a have... very limited period of time, maybe a couple years at most. Right. But 100 years later, not hardly. I now know that James could have shot up the tree as a marker. But it would be so invisible today that I won't be able to rely on finding it. There's also another part of the legend that's been bugging me, and I have a plan to put it to the test. In the story, Jesse and his gang undertake a 700-mile trek from northern Mexico to the mountains of Oklahoma with 18 mules in tow in just under three months. But is that timeline even possible? Since Google wasn't much help with how fast do mules with stolen Mexican gold travel, I tracked down an expert horse wrangler in Springfield, Missouri, a cowboy, literally. The man's name is Cowboy. The first step is to pack as much weight on these mules as they can handle. How are we doing, Cowboy? Oh, we're getting there. You got millions of dollars of loot? You bet. I don't have three months of free time to make the entire trip James did, but we should be able to get some data with just a few mules over a few miles. Okay, let's do it. These horses are built to run, and it's clear that James could have made great time if he was riding with just his gang. But as soon as we add the mules to the experiment, it soon becomes painfully obvious who's in charge. The plan is for Cowboy to help me calculate our average speed. Come on, girl. While we lead two mules over terrain similar to what the James gang traversed. I mean, the first thing I notice here is it's only so fast you can really go with these mules, right? Yep. I mean, yep. you're definitely moving at a slower pace than you would if you were just on horseback. Yeah, they're gonna slow you down a little till they get in the rhythm. All right, so we're doing okay in the grass here, but how are these mules gonna do in water? The water crossing is probably the, the biggest danger you got with them loaded the way they are. If uh, a mule goes down in the water with you, he can't get back up with all that weight on him. 
Mules are notoriously skittish around water, and as we try to find a safe place to cross the river, all hell breaks loose. Saddle. Saddle. Come on, Billy. Starting down. Oh, hold on, you got a mule on high ground here. Yeah. Hold up. Come on. Saddle. 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 Boy, these mules really don't want to go in the water. Come on. No, 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 no. Come on. Ah, he broke free, huh? God dang it. We're not making that many miles an hour right now. No. I think we better take what we can get. That's fine, we will. Let me see if I can get over there. We've lost half our caravan, but we'll just have to make do. I have no idea how deep this water is or how the mule is going to react with all this added weight on its back. Come on, push through. Come on. We got it. Here we go. Okay, so let's assess here. We're one mule down, so we lost some, we lost some treasure. Yep, he didn't make her. <laughs> so based on today, Jesse's gang would have averaged how much you think a day? Probably 10 mile a day on a good day. So they probably had 80, maybe 90 days Yeah. Uh, to cover a distance of maybe 800 miles or more. Yeah, sounds about right, don't it? It, it sounds not only possible, it actually kind of yeah. lines up. Yeah. So this legend is still viable. I mean, at least for now, the legend still sounds possible. Definitely possible. All right, well, we got a mule to find with a bunch of stolen treasure on it. Yeah, I reckon. Let's get after it. Thanks to Cowboy, it's clear that Jesse could have made it to the Wichita Mountains in the time frame laid out in the legend. Our average speed matches the story almost exactly, so I'm satisfied that this part of the legend may well be fact. That means that I'm ready for the next phase of my expedition, treasure hunting. I'm on the trail of Jesse James' buried treasure. Here we go. I feel confident the story is historically possible, which means it's time to start digging for treasure. So at least for now, the legend still sounds possible. Definitely possible. First, I'll make my way west on the Mother Road, historic Route 66, and then cruise down into eastern Oklahoma to a spot known as Robber's Cave. There, I plan to meet with a local treasure hunter. A lot of planes. A lot of, a lot of flat, beautiful planes. 250 miles of planes later, I finally reach Robbers Cave State Park. It's 8,800 square miles of untouched wilderness. A lot of ground to cover. But I'm trusting my guide. Bud Hardcastle is a hard-nosed old-school treasure hunter who's been tracking the James Gold for 40 years. Okay, Bud, let's ride. This location is one of the only places mentioned by name in the legend. It's believed that Jesse came here after he buried the money in the Wichita Mountains, 200 miles to the west. But Bud believes he might have brought some of that treasure with him to Robber's Cave. And he might not be wrong. Years ago, 183 gold rings were unearthed near this very spot. Bud believes he's discovered an audio tape that may lead to even more loot. I'm eager to hear it for myself, but Bud's horse seems to have it out for me. Nice and easy, nice and easy. It is slippy up here. Come on, easy, easy. Easy boy, easy. Easy boy, easy boy. Nice and slow, nice and slow. <sighs> Look at this place. Yeah. We went from woods to cliffs. This is the old rock corral. This is where they kept their horses. And we're gonna have to go in on foot from here. 
From here on out, I'm actually following in the footsteps of Jesse James. And after a hike into the hills, Bud and I come straight to the lion's den. Wow, look at this. This is it, huh? This is it. This is where they all hid out. This is Robber's Cave. This is a spot that Jesse James might actually have sat in. They were here. By the time they got into the Wichita Mountains, they were in a blizzard. So they kicked the money off in a ravine, and then they put part of it in a brass bucket and carved a contract on the bucket. And it named the people that were with them, and they all were to share in that money. The brass bucket was found, oh, in about 33. And did they find any money in the bucket? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was gold coins in it. The brass bucket was found near the Wichita Mountains by the famous treasure seeker Joe Hunter. It was a rare, documented discovery that backs up the James legend score another point for the story being real. And then after the blizzard was over, they wound up right here. James may have brought some of the money with him here to Robber's Cave, but nobody has known where to look, until now. Bud claims to have found an audio recording from the 1960s of a treasure hunter who was close to finding part of James' treasure. Have people heard these tapes before? Very few people. Two million. Let me bury the other two million. So these guys are talking about specific amounts of money and specific areas where they're buried. And you think these tapes are legitimate? I know it is. What makes you so sure about it? 40 years of research. And you think some of it could even be here at Robert's Cave area? I think it could, yes. The recording offers us enough clues to hone in on an area sloping down toward the nearby creek. Bud, what do you got there? This is a dousing rod. And what, how does this guy work? You load this tube with what you're looking for. In this case, we're looking for gold or silver. If you get over the area where you need to be, this thing will start going around and around. Huh. Well... Dowsing rods have been used by treasure hunters since the 15th century, but there's little, make that no, scientific evidence that they really work. Do you believe that this works? I do. I've seen people work it. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's, uh, it seems like we're kind of onto something here. Let's see where it goes. All right. It looks like it's pulling. Not over towards those big rocks. All right, let's go. Well, we're getting a circular motion, Josh. We might be in a good spot. So you think right here? Try it. Okay, let me get the shovels. I'm not convinced of the dowsing rod, but then again, I'm new to treasure hunting and willing to try anything. And Bud seems pretty sure we found something. Only one way to find out. How deep down do you think this stuff could be? Could be up to 18 feet. Just keep it up. Oh man, there better be a bunch of Mexican gold down here. Oh, we hit something, bud. Well, that sounds good to me. Lit off a tin can. Isn't that something? Well, that throwed us on that, didn't it? Okay, so it's either a can full of gold or it's Jesse James baked beans. Baked beans, you better fill that hole up. Okay. 
I'm not saying I'm losing faith in this treasure hunt, but I am hoping Bud has some more tricks up his sleeve. And maybe a metal detector. Or a map. Or even a granola bar. What are we looking for here, Bud? I look for symbols. What kind of symbols? A sign that says treasure buried here? Nope. JJ's, Jesse James, turkey tracks, turtles, Masonic emblems. Jesse James and other outlaws famously used coded maps and carved symbols to mark the location of their loot. But finding those symbols 100 years later is a tough challenge. I don't have much choice but to follow Bud as Bud follows his gut. Well, we're down to the waterline. Sometimes they're hard to see. They'd have been a lot plainer 100 years ago. Josh, you better get over here. I've hooked up with veteran treasure hunter Bud Hardcastle, and we're scouring the Oklahoma wilderness near Robber's Cave. We're looking for clues that may lead us to Jesse James' buried treasure. Josh, you better get over here. What do you got, Bud? Found some carvings. See this horse's hoof? Here's a cross, and here's an arrow. You're right, they're carved right in there. So you think that this indicates that some money was buried or moved in this direction. No, I don't think it. I know it. They wouldn't have put that there for nothing. I don't know if we're finding treasure, but you're a convincing guy, bud. The best way to see them more clearly is to do a pencil rubbing on paper. Well, bud, you can't see it all that well in the rock. When you trace it out, it's really clear. And there's no question that that's an arrow. No doubt about that. I may have my doubts about Bud's old-school approach to treasure hunting, but this is actually a tangible discovery. Let's get a compass rating, see where this arrow's pointing. We're talking 52 degrees. Uh-huh. All right, well, we're headed upstream, and it looks like the higher ground. Yes. All right, come on. Keeping the river on our left, we head upstream. I hope we're hot on the trail of riches. Getting older sucks. <laughs> well, you're making it look good. Well, the weather is not improving, bud. No, it's not. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Bud, look at this. I mean, that just goes straight down. All the way down into that valley, look at that. Where does that go straight down to? Hopefully to money. Well, why don't you climb down there and check it out? I've done enough climbing today. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, you want to split up and cover more ground that way, I'll, I'll go down the uh, sheer cliff of death and you can check out the trails up here. Sounds good to me. Sounds like a better deal for you than me. And if I find any money, you want me to call you. <laughs> okay, well, it's slippery as hell. Whew. Problem is, it's been raining, so this whole rock face is really slippy. Better be some treasure down here, I'll tell you that. Bud, you sure you don't want to do this? Bud? This whole area is just riddled with all sorts of little ravines down here. There's all sorts of little nooks and crannies down here to explore, but they're hard to get to. Whew. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. This is not easy. This cliff face is super slippery. Whoa, 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 whoa. Got it. Okay, let's go uh, find some buried treasure. I'm on my own, and it's not exactly a leisurely stroll. But Bud and those symbols have me believing that a piece of Jesse's treasure could be buried somewhere nearby. I just need to keep my footing long enough to find them. 
Bit of a tight space here. Trying to find more of these symbols, but other than some grooves and lines here from the wind and water, not much. Looks like we got some kind of overhang here. Oh, we got a cave here, look at this. You can see some light, so it looks like it might go through. Well, let's see what we got. Definitely goes through. Looking for symbols in here. Big crack goes all the way up. Little stream coming through here. This would have been another place that would have been a good little hideout. Definitely a tight squeeze. Back outside. I had high hopes for the cave, but after crawling my way back into the light and then searching what feels like half of eastern Oklahoma, I don't come across any additional evidence. I'm learning that treasure hunting is not exactly a science. Well, it can be, but it's not easy to explore this whole area without any, you know, modern equipment. But I got a long hike back up to Bud. I think we're gonna call this one a day. So far, I haven't found much more than a tin can lid, but I've got a 200 mile drive to Cement, Oklahoma, where I've got a good lead on the loot. If there's one thing I've learned about treasure hunting, there's always tomorrow. The day's young. I'm chasing the legend of Jesse James' stolen Mexican gold and headed west to meet up with another treasure hunter who believes he has a critical new clue in the search for the gold. After several hours of driving past not much of anything, I pull into the sleepy town of Cement, Oklahoma. Maybe sleepy isn't the right word. Haunted? Cement is almost a ghost town, but it's also ground zero for the legend, perched right next to the Wichita Mountains. While I wait for the treasure hunter, I decide to mosey on over to the local Jesse James Museum. Welcome to Cement Museum and Jesse James Visitor Center. For entry, please call Mary Jackson. Okay. Sure. Hello? Hi, is this Mary? Yes, it is. Mary, hi, my name's Josh. I'm down here at the uh, Jesse James Visitor Center, and I was hoping to check out the museum. Well, I'll be glad to come down and let you in. Well, I'll be here waiting, Mary. Thanks. Bye-bye. Okay. Hope she doesn't live six towns away. Are you Mary? I am Mary. Mary, hello. Hi. I'm Josh. Josh, I'm glad to meet you. I'm glad to meet you, too. Thanks for having me. Well, we're glad to have you. Uh, please, after you. I have too many keys. I'm sure it's on there somewhere. I'm sure it is. Been unlocking the door for quite some time. There we go. We got it. Got it. Okay, here we Come go. Right on in. Well, I'm gonna have a peek around. Sure, Thank you for go letting right me ahead. in. Thank you, dear. This place is a treasure trove of articles, research, and memorabilia on James. He may have started off as a Confederate guerrilla fighter, but within a few years, he was a bona fide living legend. You name it, he robbed it. He even published letters in the newspaper proclaiming his innocence and his heroism. You could say he invented the press release, 
and his ego seemed to grow with every crime. He was so popular that they had to exhume his bones in 1995, just to prove that the larger-than-life gunslinger was mortal. But as I peruse the collection, I finally find what I'm looking for. The best-preserved copy of the text from the Brass Bucket contract that swore the James Gang into secrecy. It says, uh, we will go to the west side of the Ketchy Hills, which is about 50 yards from X. Follow the trail line coming through the mountains just east of Lone Hill, where we buried Jack. His grave is east of a rock. This contract made and entered into this fifth day of March 1876. This gold shall belong to who signs below. Signed, Jesse James and the rest of the members of the gang. This is really cool. I mean, this really is a clue to the location of the gold. We have a, a symbol that's marked on here as X, following a trail line, mountains are mentioned. So we have some markers on here that you know may actually help decode where this treasure's buried. Many people believe the riddle on the brass bucket points to Buzzard's Roost just outside of cement. Treasure hunter Jamie Dotson disagrees and has a new lead on a private, unexplored piece of land near the roost that he just got permission to hunt. In this same area, Jesse's brother Frank dug up a portion of the money in 1907. Jamie. Josh. How are you? Doing fine. How are you Good. doing? Good. I'm great, thanks. Normally I don't like to talk in the middle of the street, but somehow here in cement I think we're going to be okay. That's right. It's lazy town. I was excited to meet you because you are kind of next generation of treasure hunter here, and it sounds like you might be onto something. A new spot that you're investigating. That's right. It's just right across the road from Buzzard's Roost. Uh, it's a spot where Frank James dug up $6,000. And do you think that that money was part of the, this Mexican robbery treasure? It could be. Frank said that uh, Jesse's part of the cash was still there. And you think there's a chance that we could find it? There's a very good chance. Frank came back to this area looking for a map. They said if he could find it, he'd find stacks of gold. But you think we might? We've got the map. We do. We have the map. What is the map? It's the copper map. What's the copper map? It's another part of the story. All right, well, I'm intrigued. Let's go check it out. All right. A new treasure hunter, a copper map, and an unexplored location? We might actually be onto something. But I'm still trying to figure out the code on the brass bucket. We will go to the west side of the Keechi Hills, follow the trail line coming through the mountains just east of Lone Hill, where he buried Jack. Whatever Jesse was talking about, Jamie thinks it points to this patch of land across from Buzzard's Roost. Okay, so who is Jack? Jack is not a person. He's not? Jack is actually something that was laid out in rocks, the name Jack. And how do we know that? I have a photo of it. Really? Joe Hunter found it in 1933 looking down from Buzzard's Roost. Let me see it. And this is from Buzzard's Roost? From Buzzard's Roost. If you look at this corner right here, you'll see Jack laid out. Look at that, you do. That's amazing, it's right on the hillside there. Yeah. It says Jack. Plain as day. If you look at the angles that the letters were laid out, it'll lead you to this side of the roost. Jamie, I think you might be onto something here. So is this the one thing driving you here? No, the copper map is what brings me here. What's the copper map? The copper map's what was found in 1932 by Joe Hunter over on Buzzard's Roost. Bud told me about Joe Hunter back at Robber's Cave and how he found the brass bucket. But Hunter also dug up the copper map, and it sounds like Jamie has a pristine copy. This is the one that Jesse's brother Frank was looking for, and he said if he could find it, he'd find stacks of gold bars. 
And have a lot of folks seen that? No, not very many people have. And uh, can we take a look at it? Is that possible? I don't know if we should show this one on camera. You want to think about it for a second? Yeah, let's think about that. Yeah. Okay, take a second, think about it. Let me know what you want to do. Last time someone seen it, it ended up part of it. I feel, I feel like this is not going to go my way. It wasn't a good deal because... Hey, guys, sorry, not to bust you up. How, I have a compromise that has occurred to me. What if we don't show it to camera? You can be sure as hell I won't be able to interpret it. I'm just a dumb TV host. What if we kind of keep it from the cameras a little bit so that oh. the secret doesn't get out? We'll do that. Yeah? Sounds awesome. good. We can do that. Yeah, you sure? Appreciate yeah. that. Thank you. Yeah. Though we can't show you the map, Jamie and his team believe that it narrows down their search grid to less than two square miles, and we're right at the center. Now, this is a pretty complicated looking map. To me, it looks like chaos. Map has to be worked in two separate parts, north and south, south and north. And that's about all I can go into that. You guys aren't going to kill me at the end of this, are you? Look at this. This is a high-tech operation here. Jamie and his crew are on the cutting edge of the Jesse James Gold Rush. Unleash the beast. What is this? This is a metal detector. It's all electronic. This one will take you 30 feet deep. It's not your grandma's coin shooter. This square is actually the sensor. This is the... This is That's what finds the money. Is it safe? Sure. That's why you're holding it. Right. I noticed that you've gotten 10 feet behind us. And what is this? A Seanstat. A Seanstat. That's definitely a made-up word. What is that? It finds cast iron. In the event like, that the treasure is inside like a, of something. Like a teapot or something like that, yeah. This is like some 21st century treasure hunting. Are you ready? That's ready. Let's go. What do we do? Walk that way. All right, I can do that. We're just going back and forth in a straight lines here. Yeah. You have to work it kind of like a grid. Are you visually seeing data? Or yeah, I'm visually listening? seeing data right now. And what is that? That's probably the nails in your boots. Oh, yeah. If it's something more substantial, I assume it makes a different noise? If it's a short one, it's probably your boots. If it's a really loud one, then we'll got it. I'm starting to realize that even with all this fancy equipment, treasure hunting is still a lot of walking. I can't believe how patient these guys are. So it's basically like mowing a lawn. How long are we going to be out here doing this? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a tent? Oh, boy. This is going to be a long day. Look at this. What do you got? I don't know. It's right in there. Yeah, it's definitely detecting something. This thing picks up iron, so maybe just the rock. Let's get that shovel and try and dig that out, yeah? What now? What if, what if something comes running out here? Well, wait, what do you mean? Like what? I don't know. Something lives in there. Give me like your top three things that could be living in here. A snake, pack rat. What's a pack rat? That's a real thing? That's an animal? Yeah. I thought that was just a hoarder. Before I lose a finger to a pack rat, I need to make sure the Seanstat isn't just picking up the iron in the rocks. So we're bringing out the big gun and getting into position. Hey, go back. Oh, oh, right oh, there. Oh, something there? Go back. Yeah, check that right spot here. again. What's it seeing? Yeah, we got some kind of metal there. Do it again. There you go. Got it. So it's just imaging something down there. Something kind of elongated. Yeah. 
Holy shit. Okay, great. Let's check it out. Come on. Here, let's get that shovel. Wait a minute. What the hell? Jamie, get over here. What you got? Seriously, what the fuck is this? I've teamed up with treasure hunter Jamie Dodson to look for Jesse James' buried Mexican gold just west of Buzzard's Roost. We got a hit on the metal detector, and I can't believe what I just found. Jamie, get over here. What you got? Seriously, what the fuck is this? It's a bar. Are you kidding me? Bar of what? Silver, maybe? Are you shitting me? Jamie, what is this? Some kind of bar. It weighs a ton. Yeah, it's got weight to it, don't it? It's got something written on it. Do you have a brush or something? Or some water? Maybe any water? Here's some. Lyman. Lyman. What is that? <laughs> it's gonna be lead. Yep, that's a lead bar. They're a lead manufacturing company? Yeah, that's what they make bullet castings out of. What year you think this is? Man, I don't know, it could be 100 years old. That cool. is unbelievable. It's not Jesse James' treasure, but it's still pretty amazing. Well, we know your machine works. Yeah. <laughs> For a split second, I thought I was rich. What's the value of lead these days? Not enough. Yeah. I was so close. Part of me thought that just maybe we hit Jesse James' lost gold. It's a rush, and now I understand why people like Bud and Jamie spend their lives chasing it. Is there any doubt in your mind that that treasure's still up here somewhere? That treasure's still here. It's just gonna take a little more searching to find it. Too many clues have been discovered over the last century to dismiss the treasure as pure legend. The brass bucket with the contract, the cryptic markers, the copper map. As for Jesse James, beneath the myth is a man, and perhaps not a very decent one at that. Though it's easy to say he was a product of his time, his tendencies for brutal violence can't be overlooked. But the air of mystery surrounding him is undeniable. I think Jesse's fame endures because we see in him only what we want to see. A thirst for adventure, a longing for unfettered freedom, a desire to write our own destiny. The evidence suggests that Jesse's gold awaits some bold explorer. It could be claimed by anyone, and the clues are all around us. Think you've got what it takes to follow them? I'd be happy to draw you a map. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.